Did the refs screw the Pelicans out of a win? It's not like the NBA can find me, so let's go in the Tuesday episode of Locked On Pelicans. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credentialed member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on a Tuesday. It's red behind me here. That's what we got the lights doing because, as I said in the open, did the refs screw the Pelicans out of a win? Against the Charlotte Hornets. They did not screw the Pelicans out of a win, but there's a lot to this game, and we'll get into that in today's episode. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for you all, Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about the team, the good, getting into the ninth seed. Yesterday, they're not in the ninth seed anymore right now, the bad. The refs, the refs were part of the bad too. We're covering it all here over at Locked On Pelicans. And before we dive into today's show, Saturday, over at the Pels game, home game against the Spurs, 4 p.m. tip. They're doing the little media meet and greet beforehand. I will be one of the people there. I've got a link that you can use. You've got to get special tickets for it. Um, so you can use the link. It's out there on my Twitter. I'll post it as the first comment on this basically right after the show goes live. So if you want to come say hi to me and alongside all the other media there, we're going to be there chatting it up, chopping it up with all of you, and I'm really looking forward to it. And then there's going to be a chalk talk between Antonio Daniels and Joel Myers. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I will see you all there. All right. Okay. Pelicans, 106-103 loss to the Charlotte Hornets. <sighs> where, like, where do I begin? We begin with a call against Herb Jones. About six and a half minutes left in the third quarter after the Pelicans force a turnover, they get out and run, get the ball in transition to Herb Jones, who does a Euro step, a Euro step that he's done plenty of times before. And he gets caught up with a defender. His elbow on the Euro step goes high, catches the guy kind of on the sh- you know neck shoulder, and then again in his head. So it was really kind of twice. The refs called an offensive foul. You know what? T- totally fair on that call. Don't mind that. They go to review it. And watching it, it's like, okay, he's probably going to get a flagrant one here. There was more contact than there needed to be. And it's one of those things that, you know what? You know, there was nothing intent here, right? There was nothing excessive. And keep that line in mind for a minute here. But there's enough contact. It's to the head. Like, you got to just assess a flagrant one, try and kind of cut some of that stuff out, keep guys safe. Like, totally fair. I was, because Bally Sports is is freaking terrible, having to watch on the Charlotte Hornets broadcast because I couldn't get the app to work and watch it, so I had to get the game another way. And... They were like, it's going to be a flagrant one. I think all of us agreed that that should have been a flagrant one. And then after review, the refs come back and say flagrant two. And they were, they ejected Herb Jones. This is flat out surprising. If you've seen it, I know you have. I don't understand how at all 
This was the call. The key line when it comes to a flagrant two is excessive and intention. Like it needs to have excessive contact and it also needs to have intent. There was no intent on Herb Jones to injure anyone or to make contact with the head at all. It was just a basketball play in real time where guys get caught up. Someone gets elbowed in the head and like that's that, right? Like it sucks. You don't want to see that. You want to try and limit as much of that as possible. And when it happens, you assess a penalty. And that's that. And you and you move on. That's not what the refs did, though. Again, they deemed that Herb Jones had intent on something like that. On a Euro, it, on a clear Euro step, right? At least to us. Maybe the refs don't know him well enough to know that he does a Euro step. And in case that's on the refs to be better prepared. And to know the tendencies of some of these guys, to know that he wasn't just throwing elbows out there. Right? Things happen in a game. I can live with a flagrant one there. It's like a racing incident, right? Sometimes you need to assess a five-second penalty. But you don't just disqualify that car on something like that. And that's kind of what you saw here with Herb Jones. And it changed the complexion of the game. It changed the complexion of the game. The Pelicans allowed 43 total points in the first half. They allowed 35 in the third. A lot of that coming after Herb Jones was ejected the team's best defender. They allowed 28 in the fourth, and they struggled to get stops late. They struggled to get stops late in the game. Would Herb Jones being in there have made a difference? Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. You can't tell me otherwise. And so the ref's just getting a call completely wrong. 103-106 was the final score. Changes the complexion of the game. It takes away the best defender for the Pelicans. And you saw them not be able to hold on to that lead late. Largely because they didn't have Herb Jones. So yeah. The refs did screw the Pelicans out of a win. It's kind of as simple as that. Now look, we're going to get into the other segment here, right? Because it also wasn't just the refs' fault. I don't like coming breaking things down to one decision like that. There's a lot of other stuff. And we're going to talk about all that other stuff coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. But yeah, the refs ejecting Herb Jones with so much time left to play completely, completely changed the per, uh, the course of the game and what was happening and the complexion of it and, and everything. And that has reverberating impacts, which lasted until the fourth quarter. So you, Pelicans fan listening to today's show, should be upset about that. But there were also other reasons why they lost. You can blame it on the refs. No problem with that in this one. You could also blame it on Willie Green. You could blame it on Devontae Graham and a couple of other things. So let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Or just complain and, and bitch about the refs. That's I, I feel like that one's pretty justified in this. So before we get to the next segment... Uh, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is upon us. So for all the latest odds, contests, and player prompts, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Houston getting points in the second half. Of the NCAA tournament. Oh, that was easy money right there when they were down. That team is really, really good. I have them in the final four. Live betting. It's a way to use your sports knowledge and make some extra money. So when you're watching the tournament and you want to be more invested in these games, 
Go to betonline.net, head to the website, use your mobile device, and you're going to learn more about the trends and the action in that live in-game betting. Oh, it's beautiful. So betonline.net, it's where the game starts. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. Um, This is a uh, sponsor of ours that I've really started using every single day. And I started taking Athletic Greens because I don't have time to do a whole big vitamin routine, multiple supplements and things like that. I just need something that's easy that actually tastes good. So now that I've been trying Athletic Greens for a couple of weeks now, I dig it. It's super simple. It's just one scoop in water in the morning. And it's That's it. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Basically, all of the things. And again, it's just one scoop in the morning and it tastes good. That's always a really good thing about that. And Athletic Green supports better sleep quality and and, and uh, mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testings. And it's the one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. It's a small micro habit with big benefits. One scoop. That's it. And it's got over 5,000, sorry, 7,000 five-star reviews and has been recommended by professional athletes. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the summer. You don't want to get sick. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and Five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, the good and the bad, and when the refs screw the team over. And for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free, available wherever you get your podcast. 10-minute rundown on what happened from our local experts, giving you the big takeaway from the games. All right, we're talking about the 106-103 loss for the New Orleans Pelicans to the Charlotte Hornets, screwed by the refs, yes, with that Herb Jones ejection, and then falling into the 10th seat as a result of LeBron going ham and the Lakers getting a win. So... Yeah, look, the refs screwed the Pels. We, we, we've established that. That is a fact. It's why, it's why it's red behind us here, right? But there was more to it than that. The Pelicans also were in this game. And I'd said on Twitter that after this one, you know, it, it's a disappointing loss. You'd like to see them have won this. They had a chance to win it. But... They also did some things wrong themselves. Yeah, you know, the refs hurt them, but they were in a good position, and the Pelicans, to a degree, still controlled their own destiny. And we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit here. The Pels were also very culpable for this loss, right? They did some things right. They fought defensively. They did all of that stuff. They're on the second night of a back-to-back, and you could see in the fourth quarter when they struggled to score, the tired legs really were catching up to them, just 19 points. 
But they also made some very key mistakes, particularly in the fourth quarter. Let's start with Devontae Graham. I talked about him on Thursday. He's going to be a tradable guy. This isn't a bad contract by any means, but he's not been good for New Orleans right now. Revenge game, right? He was one of nine. 0 for 6 from 3. And he started. He played 20, 25 minutes in this one. And in the fourth quarter, when you had him out there alongside Billy Hernan Gomez, and look, Billy Hernan Gomez is a bench player that at times they ask to do too much. He can score. He can score and rebound. 9.7 rebounds. He doesn't give you any defense. And you saw minutes with both him and Devontae Graham. So Devontae Graham not making shots and playing horrid defense in this game. Terrible defense in this game. And Willie Green stuck with him for, for too long, probably. You know, you have Jose Alvarado, who's a hero the other night against the Atlanta Hawks, who had played well in this game so far. And he doesn't get subbed in until under five minutes to go. I get you need to have him on the bench getting some rest. But at the same time, you probably needed to sub him in earlier and just kind of roll with it. Because what Devontae Graham was giving you, it, it wasn't cutting it. This was a guy who has been struggling, has not been able to make shots, was coming in off of an injury and maybe isn't 100%. 25 minutes, whereas Jose Alvarado played 23 and a half. You could reduce some of those Devontae Graham minutes, give them to Jose. You should have subbed Jose Alvarado in earlier. And if they sub him in a minute in the game time earlier, two possessions earlier... They can win this game. They probably win this game. That's how bad those Devontae Graham minutes were. And so when you have situations like that, you know, and I praise Willie Green for his timeouts and his rotations and things like that against the Atlanta Hawks, you're in a pretty similar position. This game was very reminiscent of the Hawks game in the fourth quarter. But you didn't get, you know, a guy like Jose Alvarado in when you needed him to be in. Same for Jonas Valanciunas. Came in... For Billy, just a little bit too late. You get him in earlier, could be an entirely different game. And he dominated. Jonas was good. Did Jonas Valanciunas have a good game? Unequivocally, yes. 24 points, 18 rebounds, 5 assists. I've been saying that Charlotte has no answer for a guy like him. Get him the ball. Feed him. They were doing it. It was working. Get him in the game earlier and just know you've got to have him try and eke it out. Because what you were getting from these other guys ain't it, basically. So that also cost the Pelicans the game, despite the loss of Herb Jones. You could have won it with a little bit better rotation management. I think that's a big thing to really look at. You also had guard play not able to get Jonas the ball until a little bit too late. And that, you know, led to some turnovers, bad entry passes and things. But but still, right? So all things considered, the refs didn't totally screw the Pelicans out of a win because, you know what? They should have played a little bit better. The coaching and rotation should have been a little bit better. Not much. They're all these, these are just minor tweaks, Right which shows you they're right in this with all of these factors working against them. Second night of a back-to-back, you know, flying out after the game the night before, getting there, like getting to your hotel, all that stuff. Like, it's exhausting. And you could see it. And they still were good enough to win. So, yeah, it wasn't just the refs. It was all of these other things, too, kind of playing a part. And that's why this isn't an angry cast. Like, I'm not screaming. I'm not furious with the team. I was after the Orlando loss, but I wasn't after 
this one. And let's explain why coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by rockauto.com. Oh, boy, am I going to be using rockauto.com a whole bunch Soon, after going to a car race, 12 hours of Sebring in Florida and the start of Formula One season, I'm pumped. I love cars. I like working on cars. I'm like more motivated than ever to finish a project car right now. So that means I'm going to be going to rockauto.com. I order a lot of car parts. I enjoy working on the cars myself. It's way cheaper than taking it to a mechanic. And a lot of times some of those little things are pretty easy to do. And I want to save even more money, and I do that by not going to a chain store, but by just breaking out my phone or on my laptop here and going to rockauto.com. Do not choose to spend 30 50 even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. All the parts I find just unbelievably cheaper on rockauto.com. I don't really know how they do it, but the parts are high quality. I also know when I just need a basic thing and when I want to have nicer brake pads on my cars to kind of brake a little bit easier and all of that. You get to choose your price points and that's one of the great things. And all the prices at whatever tier, reliably low for every single customer. And they have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet if you want to refresh your ride. So go explore their easy to use website and it is truly easy to use to find the solution to your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com all right thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen every day we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts now for your second listen ross jackson with locked on saints Jameis winston back two-year deal See the long-term answer? Is this just kind of a bridge year? He's going to be breaking down everything black and gold over at the Locked on Saints podcast. Make sure they are your second listen. All right, talking about the Pelicans 106-103 loss to the Charlotte Hornets. It's not an angry cast today, right? I, I'm disappointed because they should have won this game. They should have won because Herb Jones shouldn't have been ejected. They should have won because they still played well enough to overcome that. But just relied on guys, you know, Willie Green's a rookie head coach. He makes some mistakes. That is okay. You know, riding a guy like Devontae Graham a little bit too long. Same for Billy Hernan Gomez instead of getting in the guys that, you know, need to lead you to victory and Jose Alvarado and Jonas Valanciunas. I'm disappointed that, you know, you have things like that happen. You, you should have been able to win this game. But ultimately, when you kind of look at everything again... Second night of a back-to-back, they played a bunch of games recently. Tired legs catching up to them. It was fine. They didn't lose for lack of effort, right? This wasn't them just coming out and getting worked by the Orlando Magic or even the previous Charlotte game in New Orleans where they just played zero defense. They tried in this one. I can live with that. You, you root for that kind of effort. And ultimately, you know, this game was kind of house money, Lanyap on this road trip. You got the big and the most important win, which was over the Spurs the other night, because you, you ninth seed's going to be good, but just get 10 and just get into the playing tournament and deal with it as it comes. Basically burying the Spurs like that on the road trip, great. Getting the win over the Atlanta Hawks, gutty win that shows you kind of the resiliency of this team, Awesome. This one, it's okay. Two and one three-game road trip is really, really good. And they still control their own destiny. There's another game against the Spurs. Saturday. Media meetup beforehand. Be there. I want to come talk to you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. You have two games against the Lakers. Also massively important games. 
to an extent, you still control your own destiny. And so take care of business against in the games that you need to win. The Spurs, the Lakers twice. I'm a little bit less worried now about Portland. Notice I said they were going to start tanking and Josh Hart was going to come up with an injury. Injury. It's now listed on their injury report, probably out for maybe the remainder of the season after having no previous injury disclosed. So New Orleans can still be in a very good spot to try and get the ninth seed by just doing the things they need to do. Let's not talk Lakers and chasing eight. That's probably out with 10 games to go. But ninth is realistic, very realistic, I think. Just win those two against the Lakers and beat the Spurs, and you will be good. So yeah, you lose to Charlotte in a game that you were competitive enough in on a Charlotte who's won, now won five in a row. Sign of still of a growing team that's not perfect. So I'm not going to talk about them getting out of the playing tournament just yet. But they're going to be in a good position, and they've improved. In this game, again, I, I can't get furious uh, about this one, even with the refs and all of that stuff. So... If you lose to the Lakers, you lose to San Antonio, depending on how those goes. Yeah, I'm going to be upset then. This one, this one was okay, and they're still in a very, very good position. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you very much for listening. Now for your second listen, check out Locked on NBA. Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. I'm there on Wednesdays. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.